0: I want a lot for Christmas there is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own more than you could ever know make my wish come true oh cause all I want for Christmas is you <laughs> uh, yeah it's really it's a funny thing when you start thinking about Mariah Carey songs and you're like, yeah, I know, I know Mariah Carey songs. And you don't, you don't, you don't pay attention to what she's actually saying (laughs) ever. Uh, It's true. Like the other day, like I was just going to like try and sing daydream and like, I can't even do the chorus for daydream. No, I just, all that lives in my brain at this point is the image of her on that roller coaster in the video, no, being played No, that's that's on... fantasy. Oh, that's fantasy.
1: That's fantasy. I, see? <laughs> I can't, even, I can't even keep them straight. Yeah. Okay. No, fantasy. I know. And vision of love. And you know Vish- all I want for Christmas. Uh, which know- is a really good Christmas song. Let's let's not pretend. It oh, is. Oh no.
0: Yeah. It's it, it's the only good Christmas song to come out of the 1990s. I'm going to call it. Because Christmas time in Hollis Queens is 88.
1: Oh, all right then.
0: Yeah. Uh, come on. I'm no, not then gonna... okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows what podcast they're listening to at this point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of Continue. My name is Anthony John Agnello. Uh, and with us back from from her sojourn across the land is none other than Susan Arndt. Hello, Susan. Hello. I
1: uh, am the resident member of the Society of American Magicians. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, Yeah, she's got certification you, to Dunk. Permit.
1: Yeah. What do you have to do? Honestly, all you gotta do is pay a fee. But,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm you, so you're, sad that, like, you pay a fee. And, like, the and answer then you, was you actually have to steal
2: someone's nose. No. Like, the illusion is, like, was, 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 was there a test? Like, did you have to fill in a scantron, make I sure all the not, bubbles are inside the lines? I
1: did not. Uh, I, I don't, I, I'm not entirely certain that any layperson could do it. Um, being the editor in chief of Genie Online, uh, obviously, I—that counts for something, right? <laughs> uh, but mostly, you just pay a fee, and then you get a cool little pin, and you get to go to the magic castle whenever you like, and you nice. get a very nice certificate.
0: I like it. Yep. Is, this, what, what, is the certificate like on a nice, like heavy cardstock? Is it... uh,
1: not cardstock. I'll hold it up
0: for you. That's see, that looks good. Right. Look at well, that. Uh, it's yeah, it's nice looking. Yeah. I like it. They're I like, like it. foil a, stamp and everything.
1: And it has a word on it that I've never seen before. Compeer.
0: That's a... Uh, oh, that's, here we go. That's, yeah.
1: that's,
0: that's a vampire that goes to a lot of anime conventions. That's
1: what that <laughs> is. Uh, having satisfactorily demonstrated a sincere interest in the art of magic has been accepted by the Committee of Admissions as a duly elected member of the Society of America Ge- American Magicians.
0: I love it. Ta-da! Uh... And also, uh, without his certification, yeah. but everybody knows it's, a, it, it's, it's really more of an honorary position as Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Hello. Uh,
2: I, I can do the nose thing. My you can do it. You say. can actually steal somebody's nose. I can actually do it and then, and then put it in, in one of those buzzsaw things and then cut it in half. And then, <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> as far as it goes. So I haven't figured <laughs> out the part after that where I put it all together, but I'm getting there. Is that a thing? So. Like, is there is there an actual realm of gore magic? Like, yes. in, 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 oh yeah, no, like *Pen, no, Pen and I, No shit. Do... They do, like, yeah, like, their whole thing is, like, deconstructing magic tricks, and, like, we're gonna tell you how the trick is done, but really they're not telling you how the (laughs) trick is done. And then they go, like, okay, and then here's the buzzsaw, and then the buzzsaw goes down, and then the lady just starts screaming, and entrails fly out, and Penn's like, no, stop the trick, stop the, no, oh, oh my god, oh. Oh, Okay. There's another one where they put like a cage over Teller's face and put like rats in there, and the rat found the found the card, and there's like blood, but they cover they cover the case uh. so, like nothing's actually happening. Nothing, yeah, yeah. But you know, um... nothing's actually. It's it's all fun, but yeah, you yeah, know, there's there's,
0: <laughs> there's 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 gore magic. There's absolutely I've, gore magic for I, sure. Having in the past week finished uh, Wolfenstein Two. Uh, the new Colossus, like you saying, like they don't actually show anything. The problem is, is I keep consuming media where they do show <laughs> <know> everything, <laughs> so my brain's just ready and firing. Y'all Hostile. Uh, watched Hostel? Yeah. Oh, Hostel, Hostel. Uh, the, <sighs> it's a true story. I went to the uh, premiere of Hostel Two. Oh, Hostel Two is uh, bad. Hostel Two. So okay, I think Hostel Two is a better movie than the the original Hostel, markedly, but. It is, yes. Yeah, like, I think it's a better movie. The original, I think, is one of the worst movies I've seen in the theater. Hey, Eli Roth. But, so, (laughs) this endeared me to Eli Roth so much. So he's standing up, he's introducing the movie, and he's just like, hey, everyone, I just like, it means the world to me that you're all here, and, you know, this, I can't believe I, I get to make movies professionally, and he's doing the whole shtick. Yeah. And eventually he's just like, you know, uh, I want you to all watch this and just be honest with me and I'm I can't keep doing this. Who wants to see some fucked up shit? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> he just drops the pitch entirely and is 100% plain and honest about what he made. I was just like I was like, "All right, man. This is this is the thing. His work is not good, but
1: he sincerely loves horror yeah he is he is very genuine about it but he just makes garbage like have you seen green inferno
0: <laughs> no i refuse i have no it, interest in seeing the green inferno the thing
1: it what pisses me off it's this close to being genius they it, all are cabin fever is the same thing i you know i've never seen cabin cabin fever i need to do that i need to you add should. that to my my oeuvre but uh yeah like green inferno it's just, it's so close to being so good. Like, I wish someone had just taken it and given it to somebody better.
0: Yeah. I, well, the <laughs> funny thing is, is he, like, his, fit? like, movies aren't good, but his photography is amazing. That's true. Like, all of his movies are the most visually rich. Like, i they're beautiful. They are, I hate saying yeah. that. Like, because, and everybody thinks, like, I'm talking about, like, a drill going into somebody's, you know, foot or something. But all of his movies are, are just the way he shoots scenery. He's so patient. There's such rich color, and then the story is just a dumb disaster. Yeah, mess. it's just stupid. Like, but, okay,
1: we're we're getting off on a tangent. Uh, okay,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> not,
1: not on Dana Ward's never. I happens. know, but so I mean, it's, okay, so it's a it's a bunch of of. You know, white privileged kids who have gone to the rainforest to save it, to save mm-hmm. the indigenous peoples. And then the indigenous people catch them and start eating them, which is genius. That's brilliant. And then there's a girl who gets the shits yeah, fr- from the water. So they're in a cage waiting to be chopped up and eaten, have just seen their their friend, who was still alive, mind you, uh, getting di- getting chopped into steaks. Oh, but we gotta cut
0: away for a poop joke. Mhm. What? That's that 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 is that description of that scene was like I was like I don't need to. No, I don't need to give that two hours of my time. Nope, you're I good. Think, you're I solid. <laughs> you got better is,
1: things. I I love. You got a stack of, ba- this, of uh, magazines in the bathroom. You know, this is
0: our this is our Christmas episode. Everybody, Well, <laughs> <laughs> This is inevitably
2: where it comes back to. Ladies yeah. and
0: gentlemen, we won the war on Christmas by talking about Eli Roth <laughs> in our holiday episode. Uh, we do we do wish everybody listening a happy holidays, especially our backers on Patreon. And uh, by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure the news cycle will have moved on. But in the past week, uh, there was a bit of an upheaval in the Patreon world. And I just wanted to say at the top of this is that, you know, we we think it's as bullshit as everybody else. Uh, we think it's not the best decision for Patreon to make for the people that use it, creators and fans alike. And we're just so grateful that everybody's sticking with us. And yeah, just, thank you. And if you can't,
2: like, we understand it, but if you are, we appreciate it. And uh, I will be keeping my eyes open for alternatives. Let's just put it at that. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, and you got you got a piping hot plate of us every two weeks talking about the bathroom. <laughs> I don't <wonder> know why. <laughs> It's just, I don't, it's, this is the most scatological episode of Continue we've ever done, and I'm really happy about it. Which is funny, because this is our Game of the Year episode. Yeah, this I know. This is the end of this 2017. Is about that are not poopy. Yeah, we're talking about all the things that we didn't think were shit. We think, we're talking about things that we think are the shit. You gotta put that definite article in there to connote. Excellent. Uh, and so our format, this is our inaugural Game of the Year episode. Uh, and honestly, this is like a new format for us in all of the incarnations of this show and podcast that we've done in the past. So rather than just like run down a list, the three of us are going to give you our personal pick for the game of the year. And and this is what we think is the best game, our, our favorite game, all of that. And we're going to go and each through each of us. And then after that, rather than go to the arbitrary number of 10... For some reason. I want somebody to do like the top 13 games of the year. Uh, we're gonna do our picks individually for the things that we think were underrepresented. And that's that's an an ongoing theme on the show. We tend to like to talk about games that we feel didn't get their proper due, either ahead of release or after release, or something you just might have missed. So, kicking us off, freshly back in the world with her magic accreditation... Yeah, man. ...is Susan Arndt. Susan, um, are you a chef-chef-foo? I am a chef-chef-foo, but
1: that is not my choice for Game of the Year. Fascinating!
0: All right, yes. so lay it on me. Game of the Year 2017, according to Susan Arndt.
1: Uh, the Game of the Year for 2017, according to Susan Arndt, is What Remains of Edith Finch.
0: Hot damn. Yes. Yep. There it is.
1: Yep. It is a singular experience. Uh, it's a beautifully told story. It's interesting. It, it's a story that could only be told in this medium. It would mm-hmm. not be the same experience in any other medium. Although you, you could. I mean, you, you could make a, a short film of it. You could uh, make a, a book of it or a graphic novel. But it would not have the same resonance or impact on you unless it was a video game. Lewis's chapter is one of the most perfect pieces of art I've ever beheld.
2: What Lewis was the uh, the guy who worked in the fish factory? Yep, he's the one who worked in the cannery. Yes, yep. Best part of the game. Yeah. So in in a game full of amazing moments. Yeah.
0: Are are you guys comfortable? I feel like the, the I feel like we have discussed what remains of Edith Finch a lot on the show we have and i feel like we uh you know i i feel like there, all three of us have played it at this point um everybody i really hope you're okay with this let's get into a little bit of spoilers
2: yeah spoilers yeah yeah Spoiler yeah. talk it's game of the year the game's yeah, been out for game months of the year.
0: We're, i think that that's fair to say for all yep. of the games that we're going to talk about but with What Remains of Edith Finch, you know, 99.9% of the experience is about discovery. Yes. seeing these things as you go through the story. So fair warning, if you want to, you know, completely avoid uh, spoilers for any of these, I guess we'll we'll put some time stamps in. Here's, okay, here's uh, what I want
1: you to do. If you haven't played Edith Finch yet, stop the podcast. Just go go play it. it. It'll only take you like two, three hours.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, they, they've discounted it, right? It's, oh, it's, it's cheap as like, hell. Yeah, it's it's like cheap s- as hell. Yeah. But, and then here. you can
1: come back and, and join the conversation.
0: So, Lewis's chapter yes. is, it, like everything you just said, Susan, it, it, it could not be Mm-mm. a film. It no. could not be an art installation where you are not in some way an active participant in it. Right. It, you have to be the one who's doing these things. And uh, so describe, describe what happens in okay. Lewis's chapter.
1: So the, the whole game is about the Finch family. And as such, um, you know, because they're siblings and parents and stuff, you, you get references to the other members of the Finch family in the other chapters. So you've heard about your brother, Lewis, throughout the game. He's kind of a pothead. He lives in, you know, he likes video games. He's, he's, you know, doesn't really have a direction in his life. And his chapter, but you, you, you liked him. You liked him best. You always thought he was cool. And his chapter's last. And it's insight into Lewis's mind. And he works at the cannery. And what he does is he cuts the heads off fish all day long. That's all he does. He takes a fish. Cuts his head off. Takes the next fish. Cuts his head off. And this is his life. And so he begins to... I mean, that's boring as hell. That's terrible.
0: He's uh, not even chopping the fish's head no, off. No, it's There's a it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing that does it for him. He yeah. just has to hold the fish in the right position and make sure the head goes in the right place and the, yep. the delicious parts go in another place.
1: Exactly. So he starts uh, imagining things. He starts letting his imagination run away with him because it's a way to evade the the incredible crushing boredom of his life and his fantasy life becomes so appealing to him that he starts to lose touch with reality and the chapter the the way this is visually represented is so perfect you understand it like even if you don't understand mental illness and 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 if if you've never experienced it yourself, the way it is communicated is so perfect that you 100% get it. You know where it's going. You're, and you're, you're desperately hoping you're wrong the whole time because there's no way this ends well. You've been through every single chapter in this game. You know that everybody dies in their chapters. You know that Edith Finch is the last goddamn member of her family. You know Lewis is going to die. But it's so beautiful and poignant and tragic and sad that up until that last second, you're desperately hoping something changes. And it, it, it's... Ju- Ugh. I don't like sad stuff. Hmm. I actively avoid sad things. Because they... Like, you know how some people, uh, when they watch horror movies, are like, Oh, no, I'm too much of a scaredy cat. Like, I watch one thing and I have nightmares (laughs) for weeks.
0: Right? Yeah, you're a scaredy cat for things that are psychologically harrowing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. I I I, (sighs) No, I am too. I honestly am 100% there with you. Yeah,
1: I just... I, I can't do it. But this is so... I mean, I keep saying it's beautiful. Relatable doesn't even do it. It just... It understands humanity on such yeah. a basic atomic level. Yeah. Uh. And, you know, the rest of the game is is also beautiful and well done, and the storytelling's great, and the writing's great, and it's very creative, and it's clever, uh, and it's even genuinely funny at times. Nothing else in the game come close comes close to Lewis's chapter.
0: Nothing.
2: Yeah. I. I, I was I mean... the one. The one that hit me in a similar way, but not. Like, it hit me specifically because of my role as a parent, but the mm. one of, what's the, what's the baby's name? Uh, is it Georgie? Georgie, George, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. you, again, you know what's gonna happen, and I'm just like, and, like, the way that it's presented is this, like, like, buoyant, like, every, very happy thing yeah. that he's doing. It's an opera. It's an opera like it's but, it's yeah. know, an opera a ballet rather yeah, yeah it's where, a ballet and, yeah. and 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 then and then it's just oh it's so heartbreaking like i almost cried
0: i texted yeah. anthony
1: after cuz i yeah. knew anthony was planning on playing it and uh <laughs> this was i mean yeah it was heads up
0: yeah i'm like dude <laughs>
2: heads up
1: fyi you have a a, a small child <laughs> But I think just... that's
2: like like the power of of this game is that it represents so many different aspects of of humanity and so many different experiences that I think ev- every single chapter in that game can be emotionally resonant to mm. somebody. Yeah. And I think like the and the fact that all of them are done with like a grace and, yeah. and a style and a, and like just It's like it it does the whole like Twee Tim Burton Clockwork House thing, but without coming off as like Twee and and grating. It always it stays menacing the entire time. Yeah.
0: The um,
1: the house is alive. Let's be honest. Yeah, the house.
0: Yeah, the house. The house is this sort of living object that responds to you as you move through it. Is, incredibly powerful. I uh, the um, the sister who had a you know sort of career as a child actor Barbara yeah Barbara and the the presentation of her story is ju- just like all the others like you said Susan, the, the sort of you you know that it's not going to end well that there there are all these moments where you think like, oh well maybe this time, but you know like the inevitability is baked in. To what remains of Edith Finch from the very first second of the game. Yeah. You, you are told that this ends badly no matter what. You know it. And the unfolding of it is not what is surprising. It's that it maintains its humanity and sense of humor mm-hmm. the entire time. Like, Lewis's story is absolutely fucking heartbreaking and yet every now and again you still find yourself laughing at the fish head being tossed mm-hmm. every now and again you find yourself laughing at the idea that wait did they really did they really not realize that their uncle just lived in the bomb shelter right in the basement for his entire goddamn life like it's it is absurd at the exact same time as it's wonderfully wonderfully human and touching
2: well, what's the what's the quote? The like death is the final comedy or something like I don't know. There's a quote about that, but yeah, like it's it's death is tragic, but it can also be ironic. Yeah,
1: but it also happens to all of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and it's the thing that is is really remarkable, and and the reason why I desperately want people to play this game. Each vignette, you're in it for what twenty minutes at most. Yeah, at the max at the max like some of them are only 5 minutes some of them are very yeah. very small you care ab- with with hardly any any dialogue you come to care about these characters you understand them as human beings you you're sad
3: hmm.
1: when they reach their in- inevitable end like how many games do you actually give a hot damn? Like, oh, he's dead. Okay, well, shit. I had equipped him with the good armor, and now he's dead, and I can't get it back. Fuck.
2: Okay. <laughs> that's the beginning and end of that relationship. Right?
1: Yeah. Right? And th- But, like, you know, I I cared about each and every member of the Finch family. They mattered to me. And yeah. I think that's a remarkable accomplishment.
0: Yeah. It's, I. I you know, I think that that's a running theme throughout all of the best stuff that came out in 2017 Mm. is that 2017 was a remarkable year for games I, you know, I, I don't, for me personally, I'm not going to end up thinking about 2017 as like one of the greats you know, like one of the best of all time really amazing stuff came out, but I do feel that this is one of those years that really bears out the idea that the sort of old expectation that people playing games, and I mean like the people who play games not gamers not right. the hardest of the hardcore like the people that may only play one or two things a year everybody cares about story and character in a way that wasn't previously true i think people really are invested in character and it matters to them and you know what remains of edith finch just happens to be like i and i think that you know, I'm not just touting our own list as definitive, although I am kind of saying. <laughs> but I, I, you know, it, it, it's among the three that best exemplify how much character matters to people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God, I, that this game is... It's one of those things where you can be like, well, it's just a walking simulator. Which anybody who says that in 2017 is a dumb, dumb shut up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know... Um, it doesn't matter that you you are never going to fail at what remains of your mm-hmm. bench. What mm-hmm. matters is that you get to know these people exactly, and hear their story. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I I have not played it a second time. Neither have so I. I am not sure if I missed anything. Mm-hmm. So this is another spoiler. Is there a vignette for your father? Because I don't think that there is. No. Uh, like, I think it's just Finches, right? Yeah. 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 Because they, they,
2: Like, they mention other family members right. that, like, marry into the family, but right. they they never have their own story. And your father, you
0: <laughs> spoiler warning, everybody, everyone dies horribly. Yeah. Uh, except your mom. Your mom doesn't die horribly. She just dies tragically. Like, uh, how does your mom die? I don't remember. In childbirth. Birthing. Okay, ultimate spoiler, everybody. No, Edith
1: dies in childbirth. Edith, you're, n- dies you're in not childbirth. the baby. You're her you're... daughter. No, you're Edith. You're. Is no, it... when she starts the game, you see the big pregnant belly. If you look down, you see your pregnant belly. Right, but then at the end, you're. At the you're... end, you're the child. Yeah. Yeah, so now you're, you're the not... last surviving
2: No, the game the game is you as Edith revisiting her home. Correct. It's like a flashback. See, at
0: the end of the game, I thought that it was telling you that you were Edith's daughter the entire
2: time. No no no, 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 no. No. She cuz at the end of the the house bit, she gets to her room and she writes in the diary.
0: Oh, that that recontextualizes every goddamn yeah. thing for me because I thought <laughs> she... So, uh, no, no joke. I thought that what the ending was telegraphing was that like you Your mom left you the diary and then you went to the house yourself. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. To check everything
0: out and like sort of learn it on your own.
1: No, Edith, Edith goes to the house. Yeah. So, okay. So here, when you start the game, as you're walking down the (laughs) path. Wait, so, so Kevin
0: Spacey is (laughs) Kaiser (laughs) Sosa?
1: If you look down, you will notice two things. One is your pregnant (laughs) belly. The other is an
0: engagement ring on a chain. Oh, son of a bitch yeah i'm so troubled that i did not <laughs> get that it's I, I, you know shit it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> i you know i kind of loved loved the way i read that game i was like oh that's the way oh. <laughs> sorry ann but now the professional edith, critic everybody but
1: like now <laughs> okay so edith has gone through and she has revisited all this and she has given you all of this information right and now you're the last surviving you're Finch. the last survivor yeah so now what <laughs> you know like what do you do with this information what do you do knowing that everybody in your family dies tragically
2: you live life
0: you yeah you, that, exactly that's... Yeah, you just, that's the, the beautiful goddamn lesson of this game. It's like, yeah, death is inevitable. And yeah, it could be a really horrible, gruesome thing. What are you going to do about it?
3: Yep. What
0: are you going to do about it? Go out there. Just, it's, it's its its own reward. The entire time. Oh man, what a great game. What a lovely, lovely thing. I I want to, I just, this is not a game, I I don't know what Dave's picks are going to be. And I don't think you've played it yet, Susan, hmm. but uh, it's not on one of my picks. But Wolfenstein 2 and Edith Finch have one thing in common, which is just badass representation of pregnant women. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, like, straight up, the, the first time... Ah god, there's so many moments in Wolfenstein that knock me on my ass and I don't think it's a very good game. <laughs> oh no. It's <laughs> tragic. Like it's one of the best stories of the year and I hate playing it. Um but the you know, in a blockbuster gun game, what would you think your first encounter with uh human nudity would be? It would be a dick joke. Or if it was made by Hideo Kojima, somebody's butt Boobs. would be
2: hanging out. Yeah. Or, or she breathes through her skin. It's fine. Like it's Prince it's explained. You will feel ashamed. There That's are the reasons scene. for this in the story. You are anyway. BJ Blazkowicz,
0: the the leering guy from an old first-person shooter, in this game walks into his room on a submarine, and his wife is eight months pregnant, lying on her side, nude because clothes are uncomfortable. And he gets in beside her and just puts his arm over her. And she's like, why have you been acting weird? (laughs) That's the best. It's so good. I love it. That's the best. It's the goddamn... Ah, man. If only it was
2: more fun to play.
0: If only it had an ending. (laughs) That too. If only deep. it
2: did not end with the cover of "We're Not Going to Take It." Oof. Oof. <laughs> Wolf, oh my god! Indeed. Uh, More like Wolfenstein.
0: Oh. Susan, <laughs> <laughs> so is there any is there anything else that you you want people to know about uh, what remains of Edith Finch before Dave starts picking it?
1: Uh, you can get a hard copy of what remains oh. of Edith Finch from I Am Eight Bit. They are doing a, a limited run of uh actual physical copies i think they're still available but check it out um that's it get the game love it uh i i I feel kind of certain that giant sparrow the developer is putting out a restraining order against me um (laughs) because i have i just won't shut up about the friggin' game so
0: uh yeah 12 feet away From seriously at PAX,
1: they they actually uh, after they they won the uh, game award for best narrative, well deserved yeah, well so well deserved, and they actually thanked me on Twitter for all my support. I was like,
2: that's (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool, I love you, your game is so cool Really, it's like you won the award too. It is. It's like I was there with
0: them. Oh man, Um, so. Dave. Okay. Game of the year, okay.
2: 2017. So, I come to game... I also come to game for... Uh, come to game for story. Uh, I come to game for story! I come to games for story, for characters, for narrative. I come to them for... You know, serious reflections on the human condition, but I also like silly stuff, and I like goofy stuff, and I like that games can explore the more wild and zany parts of our own id just because of the the dramatic nature of of being able to put pixels on a screen and make them do what you want them to do. And uh, I have never found a series that more that seamlessly blends the two of those things that I love about games, then Yakuza and Yakuza Zero is my pick nice. for game of the year. Wow. I'm like, I'm th- I did not expect that! Because I'm I'm looking back at like all the games that really resonated with me. Like my top three is Yakuza Year and uh Night in the Woods. And they all resonate with me for for various reasons, but a lot of it has to do with the way that they use uh like gameplay narrative to tell its story, to portray its characters uh, the way that it uses uh, interactivity to uh, to get its points across, and the way that you know it, it they they balance serious things with more goofy elements, and uh, every time I think back, like, well, what was my favorite game of the year? My brain just keeps going back to Yakuza, and it's because it's just so it is it is everything that you could want in it, like when when. when that, that time in games, when it, it was just like, okay, well, Grand Theft Auto is huge, we make a big open crime thing, we just fill it with stuff to do. You just fill the world with things, there's like, you know, uh, races around the thing. So, you have this series made by Japan that's, that, not necessarily trying to emulate them, but like when it was first advertised, they were definitely trying to go like, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but from Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then you get it, and it's just like, rather than having a bunch of empty, go here, pick up this item, climb to the top of this tower, synchronize with it, and jump off, and then do that a hundred more times, it's, hey, go bowling, and if you go bowling enough, maybe you'll get a chicken to join you and help you run your (laughs) budding real estate business. Uh, It is, it is, it is the, the weirdest, like, I don't want to say crazy because you know it's just overused but it, like the, it, Yeah but it, it's it is bananas, bananas like, bonkers <laughs> it, there's so much going on in this game that it it can feel like overwhelming or it can seem overwhelming just because the game is constantly adding things to do like oh hey if you want there's this whole full slot car racing mini game or hey if you want you can go play outrun at the arcade or hey if you want you can take over the entire city of kamurocho and turn it into a real estate empire or you can take over sotenbori's uh hostess clubs and engage in entire mini games there. Um, oh
0: man, the hostess mini game is so much fun. It's, it's so absurd how
2: fun it is. It, yeah, where you 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 go out <laughs> in this city scout girls to work at your bar. Like, it's all very innocent. Like, these girls are like, I'm looking for a job and you're like, hey, like, if you want to work at a hostess club, I can help you. But it's like, sometimes they are, like, mini games that you have to, or, like, quests that you have to solve to get people to work there. Then you work there and then you train them by talking to them and, like, going on fake dates with them because that's what, like, people do at hostess yeah. clubs in Japan. And as, like, then you level them up and then you put them in a game where you're basically managing which hostess goes to which client in order to like diner dash it's diner dash
0: it's it's hilarious it's a set it's diner (gasps) dash but you're you're trying to pair entertainers with the right client and then sir like making sure like are their drinks filled do they need the best drink are you going to compliment and like then like some dudes will get handsy with the hostesses, you have to go over and be like, get the hell out of here right now. It's so. I like I found myself being like, all right, well, I'm just going to level up this one hostess and then look at my watch and be like, yeah, I should go to bed in
2: 15 minutes. Look at my watch again. Why is it three days later? Um, yeah, and like, yeah. The, so yeah, there's that. And then like the side quests, there are side quests where you help a dude buy batteries for his giant box, like, mobile phone, because it's the 1980s. And, uh, you, there's another one where you help a a guy who looks like Michael Jackson moonwalk across the street while, like, enemy thugs keep marching in. And so you have to defend him as he's just, like, spinning and dancing. Uh, there's another one where you help uh, a crappy Ramones knockoff try to sound tough and cool because the entire band is made up of like the nicest people and they have they know nothing about being punk uh so that's hilarious yeah so yeah so you're trying to help them because you know you're a you're a gangster so you're trying to help them out uh it's just and the fact that it balances all of this all of this weirdness all of this strangeness um like you punch people and money literally flies out of them <laughs> um it balances all of that with this really touching story uh like the just tragic story both like it's 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 how Cosmic Kiryu the main character of most of the series like he's kind of taken a back seat in recent years up until six uh but like the main character how he sort of like he started out as a a young up-and-comer in this yakuza crime family who's uh he was an orphan his uh adopted father was a crime boss and he took him under his wing and he started working his way up the the family and ends up having to uh basically uh, say i'm out i have to leave because like because something bad goes down and he has to take the fall for it so he spends the game on the run meanwhile juxtaposed with that is uh the story of goro majima who is uh one of the enemies in the first few games, and slowly becomes kind of Kiryu's frenemy. Like, yeah, they in wasn't rival family. Fam- an
0: enemy in the first
2: game. A rival. He's,
0: yeah, a rival. A rival is a good. thing.
2: Like, like a like a like a like a crazy guy. Like yeah, Nutbar. He yeah, he has the 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 snakeskin jacket and wears an eye patch and uh, goes around and just he's he's weird all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to explain, like Yakuza Zero has to explain how Why is he like this? Why is he like this? And then you learn the story, and it's just it is heartbreaking about how he was like he, he was basically in exile at this club that he was running, and he's like, Well, if I'm gonna run this club, I'm gonna do it one hundred and ten percent. And he gives every client uh, impeccable service, but he ends up getting wrapped up in uh things that he shouldn't be getting wrapped up in and uh he ends up saving a blind woman from a hit against her and this his story uh basically tries to tries to uh test him to see how far he would go to save this woman even if that means like betraying you know the the people that he's ostensibly supposed to be serving uh even though he's in exile right now and you know there are parts where they they try to tempt him with like hey look if you want to come back it's fine just tell us where the girl is it's cool and you know he it's all about honor and 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 respect and and being um uh, the better man and the, the 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 criminal with the heart of gold uh is a theme that runs throughout all of this, and uh, you you actually get the sense that like Majima's like that too, and the way that yeah. he his story ends up wrapping is just it's it's so sad, and yeah. the fact that like it can it can run these emotions between sadness and happiness and just off the wall nuttiness is unlike anything I've ever played in in games that that yeah. like it shouldn't work it should not work this game is a mess of ideas it should not work at all but it does and it does so beautifully and i think that like yakuza 0 both as an entry point into the series and just as a as a statement of what the series is and has been as a whole uh over like a decade of games um is really impressive like it's it's like So, like, Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett, when they wrote, they didn't set out to write art. They just wrote pulp detective stories. But their work is, like, the the pinnacle of their genre. Like, they they transcend genre to become art. And I feel like that's what the Yakuza series is, and that's what Yakuza 0 is to me.
0: It's so interesting to just think about the fact that Yakuza 0 and what remains of edith finch are far more similar games than they are different oh yeah uh it's bizarre to me that you know what remains of edith finch is unapologetically a drama you mm-hmm. know uh, and it has these absurdist elements and it has these comedic moments that lighten the sort of burden of its tragedy but it doesn't ever shy away from that it leans into telling you a character driven story and it's very imaginative in its presentation, it never stops throwing new ideas at you. Lewis's story is one hundred percent different than anything else presentationally, but the way you interact with it stays consistent. And like you were saying, Dave, you know, Yakuza Zero is. All over the freaking place, you know, like bowling to get a chicken, (laughs) who's your manager, and running down the street and beating the crap Ah. out of guys until they're just spilling money on the ground and buying up real estate, and so on and so forth, but bedrock beneath all of that, that sort of just wild experimentation with different gameplay styles is a relentless pursuit of character. Yeah. And and ex- and exposing that character through these these beautifully simple moments. You know, the the way that you get told this story of these, you know, people, Kazuma Kiryu and Goro Majima, and uh this woman that Majima's trying to protect, and the this Masseuse who's also trying to help the two of them and all of these great characters, it ranges from you know, at one point, Cosmo Kiryu is trying to protect somebody in a sewer. He's running through a sewer. You can't get more video gamey than a sewer. And lava I, level. You, yeah. yeah <laughs> you get the lava level. The I don't think they have leg, those then he goes in the, to an uh, ice stage. I don't
2: think they have those in Red Light District in Japan. <laughs> well,
0: but. Uh, you know.
2: In the 80s, at least. It was, okay. there wasn't a
0: lava stage until the 90s. But I, he he is attacked by a an elder crime lord who is shirtless on a motorcycle in the sewer, yes. brandishing a sword and screaming at him. Yes. And that that sort of moment is counterpointed by another of Goro Majima standing in a tuxedo in his club, trying to deal with an angry patron. And Dave, I remember you telling me about this moment before I even played it myself, and it didn't dull the impact at all of this squirrely, bad customer who dumps a bottle of champagne on his face. Yeah. And one is totally terrestrial and totally uncomfortable and totally real. And the other one is a guy riding a motorcycle with a sword. And yet they work with the exact same gravity. And yeah. no different than what you run into in Edith Finch. It's crazy.
1: You know what I really enjoy about... Now, I have not played the Yakuza games.
0: Yeah. But
1: what I enjoy f- that I get via the people who do play them and enjoy them like you, you watch the trailer for Death Stranding, <laughs> and it's and it's whacked out bullshit for the sake of being whacked out bullshit. You just like it gets to a certain point, and then there's a baby in his throat, and you just got to go, all right, whatever. But the the wacky stuff in Yakuza never feels like it's thrown in just to be confusing. Sure,
0: it's all it, of a piece.
1: It's it's it, it all fits it all works none of it feels discordant with any of the rest of it. and that is amazingly deft game creation yeah. to have a chicken as your manager be as acceptable <laughs> as you know these 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 real life situations in which he finds himself
0: Susan, I know that Dave and I made a very sort of convincing argument for Yakuza 0 being your first game in this series. Yes, yes. And I still think, like, I, you cannot beat it as an entry point. And now I would that I've say, actually been, like, playing Kiwami,
2: I think it's a better entry point than Kiwami. I, yeah, I would say that, like, between Kiwami coming out and uh, Yakuza 2... Kawami getting announced uh it's out in japan uh, very soon i believe that's out where they've out. came out okay week. Where, where they basically said like yeah they're adding stuff to the game that calls back to the stuff that happens to majima in zero so they're basically retconning their plot to fit this prequel chapter in uh zero is becoming more and more necessary as an entry point
0: yeah yeah I will say for you personally, Susan, mm-hmm. Yakuza 6 is out in March, and Kazuma Kiryu does run a cat hotel. Oh, hey now, yeah, wait or, a minute. Is it a, hot- <laughs> or a cat cafe? Hotel? It's a cat cafe. Yes. Susan, you have to manage and develop and evolve a cat cafe for cats. Yes! And hardened criminal Kazuma Kiryu yes!
2: is here to do it.
0: <laughs> he's the, the man for the job. I, the fifth there. chairman of the Dojima
1: clan! I'm in. That's it. That's all I needed.
0: <laughs> I cannot be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure anybody listening to this plays enough video games that at some point you have received <laughs> a marketing survey from any number of video game publishers. Uh, you purchased this game Online and would you answer some questions about it? And Sega sent one around for Oh who's I was never there. happier to fill out a survey. Yeah, never, <laughs> never happier. And they one of the questions is like, "Are we releasing these games too quickly in the West? Are are you having trouble keeping up?" And I was like, "No, no, you put out five of these a year. I will quit playing other games. You just, you, you,
2: don't do that. You, put out the you, Japanese right ones. Now. Put out the <laughs> yeah. It's um." And it's just, it's, yeah, the like, Yakuza 0 is a testament to the evolution of this team, too. Yeah. Because, like, uh, after playing Kiwami, which I thought, like, would maybe hold up better, but, like, you can tell that the parts of that game that are new are so much better and so much more developed than the parts of that game that were made back in the, the PS2 era. Uh, yeah like like yakuza zero is the result of a team that has been following these characters for so many years and the fact that they have been able to keep telling stories with them shows that they know how to make deep and and rich characters and and, and find the drama between them
0: i'm um, also like I, i'm grateful that they never shy away from uh, this is another thing that Edith Finch does so well, and we were talking about Wolfenstein, it's, there's, they, they they don't, they're not afraid to show human beings being human beings. I, you know, how many video games can you play where you're a 20-year-old? You know? I I, I, yeah. I feel like, how many different times do you have to be, like, oh, a The plucky high guy, school kid! The plucky high school kid! <laughs> and Kazuma Kiryu, you have gotten to play as this character from the time that he's nineteen and to the time that he's like fifty-five. Yeah, <laughs> and that is awesome. That is that, that is, is really so wonderful. Great. Where else do you get to do that? It's it, to to track a life like you know. Um, it, there's there's the Linklater movies before. and before sunset and then there's the damn yakuza games yes i don't i don't understand how that broke down um i i'm yeah dave i I, that's that's they're just
2: really gifable too like anytime i see a gif (laughs) from that series on twitter i've just yep smash that retweet button yakuza (laughs) fanning dollars as uh, on his face as he just beat down the last real estate guy and it says, like, mission accomplished. And it's just uh, him locking and loading to play a game of Outrun in the most dramatic way possible. (laughs) Oh, Oh. There's
0: one one feature that, man,
2: as time capsules, these are really interesting
0: games. Zero is designed from the ground up to be a time capsule because it goes back to, you know, the 80s and shows you this very specific time in japanese city life but the other ones Yakuza. i have to 3. step away for one second guys i'll be right oh, back sure bill here's a little time stamp um 57 minutes susan has stepped away uh but like yakuza 3 at this point Yaku- yakuza 3 came out in 2010 here But 2008 in Japan, it was the first one for PlayStation 3, and it's also the first one where Kazuma Kiryu gets a flip phone with a camera in it. Yeah, And I, I, like, love so much the images of him flipping open his phone, taking a picture of something ridiculous happening in front of him, and then, like, having his moment of inspiration where he decides
2: to blog. He writes about a blog post picture. on his phone in the most like overly dramatic like super cut just you know boom 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 and then boom new move learned <clears throat> because he oh man. Oh cuz he watched an old lady smack a guy off his scooter. Yeah. Oh. Because he
0: yeah, because he saw a guy try to chase after a woman who dropped her sweater. And then all she sees is him running at her, and she just flips him over his shoulder and he tumbles like fifty times. Oh, Yakuza.
2: Go play it's it. If shucks. you haven't played I... it, go play it. Just just yeah. do it. It is it is that series is the gift that keeps on giving. It really is.
0: Because I I'm a nerd who is obsessive about collecting the physical artifacts of video games, even though I can't play it. I feel compelled to track down a copy of Yakuza 1 and 2 HD for the Wii U. Oh my god. Because it's absurd that that exists <laughs> and it's just it's never going to happen. I'm never going to get a copy of that game because a it is widely considered to be one of the worst selling Wii U games to have come out in Japan. I think it's it moved like 10,000 copies Ooh. total. Ow. Yeah. And Ooh. you can still get a new copy of Yakuza One and Two for Wii U on eBay for a hundred and twenty dollars. What? Oh yeah, yeah. And like that's apparently how much it costs just when it came out. Like Whoa. that's what you and, like, if you went to the store.
2: Well, yeah, that's Japan, what it costs. And, yeah. Oh my
1: god. Okay. Yeah. Sure. sure. So, that's that's that, totally reasonable and not at all absurd.
2: Japanese absurd. Japanese games tend to cost more. Than, They're expensive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. So. My my pick for game of the year is probably not going to surprise uh anyone at all. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yep. Is Nailed yes. it. Duh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, DJ run that DLC back. Yo, DJ run that se- back.
0: I bought the I bought the season pass twice, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy the season pass to Ghost Recon Wildlands. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, no, I my my pick is Near Automata. Uh and Near Automata is it, it's so funny. What Remains of Edith Finch and Yakuza 0, I would say are perfect games in terms of like design and mm-hmm. playability. There's nothing missing from them. And that's kind of amazing between the two of them, because you're doing a lot of different things, you know, in, in what remains of be the Finch. Like, yeah, like you're just moving through the space, but it has to present that in a very, very different way every single time. There's the story where you are this baby in a bathtub and this, this sort of yeah. very balletic action is happening. And then Yakuza, it, you're constantly bouncing between all of these different things. And it's remarkable that they work as well as they do. Near Automata feels like a train that was built with leftover steel and scotch tape and that every single time it goes over a bump in the tracks, it is just about to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I know that Platinum Games makes remarkable things, but it, it is abundantly clear when you play this game that they had enough money to make controlling the main character feel amazing and then to make cutscenes look pretty good, and then nothing else. <laughs> 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 then they enough money to make sure that it worked. And, at, at you know, the, the embarrassment of riches that you get in Yakuza in terms of activity, and the embarrassment of riches that you get in sheer, imaginative, different variety in the scenarios in Edith Finch is not what you find in Near Automata but what you do find in Near Automata is a story that is so profoundly moving and basic and pure in its exploration of what it means to just be a human being to be alive and conscious that i, I it's worth playing just for that and if if you're if you're completely unfamiliar the basic premise of Near Automata is yeah it's funny i said that it runs like a train held together with like leftover steel and duct tape it's about as subtle as that train <laughs> running as well this is not like a game where you have to look for hidden subtext it's pretty damn bald about its themes uh but the the whole premise of Near Automata is that you are uh about 1200 years into the future at this point and humanity has been exiled off the face of the earth after an alien invasion, and you don't even see the aliens anymore. The aliens have left the robots that they brought here to just sort of clean up the world, and the only people who are people still on the planet aren't people at all. They're androids who are the the fighting force of humanity, and they're just locked in a battle. It's, It's humanoid... Uh, looking automatons and boxy big 1950s movie robots. And you play as this member of the fighting force who's trying to eradicate the robots named 2B, who um, dresses like she works at a fetish club in 1985. Uh, (sighs) It's like a character from a Rick Moody novel, like somebody who did a lot of cocaine in the 80s and wanted the scene super cool and then like in then watched the movie's secretary was like I got it I got it this is the new samurai dog this is who it's gonna be <laughs> made 2B and her friend 9S who literally does look like the man who would work at a dominatrix club catering to fetishists who like Kingdom Hearts, that's that's you're, how you're, you're not
1: rest. you're not selling
0: this to me, man. You're right? not, Susan. I swear to God, this game is so on its face anti-Susan, are Yeah, like I I would leave this like if I wanted to prevent you from entering the woods, I would just <laughs> <up, laughs> as a ward of near Automata at the tree line. <laughs> And just keep some of the cutscenes playing Because you'd be like, nope, fuck you, I'm out Uh, But, you know, at the beginning It it seems like the story is not going to progress past the idea Of 2B learning the story Learning the lesson that the robots are just like her And, you know, you can't uh, Yeah, kill me Uh, Yeah, yeah but, but, yeah, good but, thing it doesn't end there. <laughs> boy, does it not end there, boy, Goddamn, howdy does it not end there? uh it has it just the the story is worth experiencing past the sort of surrealist moment to moment um the moment that I realized that I was going to love this game more than any other game that came out this year, I texted Dave the moment this happened because. The very first big story mission in the game, 2B and 9S find out that there's like a nest of robots in the desert, in the guts of an old city, and you battle your way there, and 2B's just like, fuck them, they're robots, they don't feel anything, they don't know what it means to be alive, and you get to the heart of the city, and inside is just like a nest, it's a mechanical nest, there's no other way to describe it. Just like a bird, it's just made of old, expired pieces of junk and metal and nothing and there are robots everywhere having what looks like their attempt at an orgy it is it is box shaped like no anatomical features robots plowing and clanking into each other but then you realize that they're just trying to pantomime life One of them is holding another robot and trying to breastfeed it. The other one has this makeshift cradle in front of it, rocking it back and forth. And then you have to go about dismantling them with a sword. And I was like, I don't know what this game's about, but it is my aesthetic. I am in. (laughs) One thousand times. Give it to me. Give it to me right now. They all congeal into a mass, a giant ball of robots as they scream, please don't kill me. And then... A nude genitaless man falls out of the ball. I can't imagine something that you would hate more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having. I'm like, wait yeah, a minute. I Everybody know. I know loves this game, right? And th- what is wrong with them? What I'm describing to you is the first
2: hour. Hour, yeah. Oh, the okay. first hour. Okay,
0: okay, okay. And then. By the time that you've played it for 20 hours, mm-hmm. and you're riding a moose, keep in mind, this is still the fetish made created by Cocaine Guy. Of course. She's riding a moose. Riding a moose to the the last sort of stand of her people, the androids fighting on behalf of humanity, you have indulged in a story that shifts away from that absurdity to... A, a, a deeply honest and painful exploration of, you know, once you've accepted that inevitability of death that you explore in What Remains of Edith Finch, it's the question of, like, how do I get past that, and then how do I feel good about the time that I'm spending here? Mm-hmm. And that's what Near Automata is about. And I, I wish I could summarize that in a way that makes it sound uh, compelling outside of the, conce- of the concept. You know, in a moment-to-moment thing. But what's remarkable about Nier Automata* is that it's its effect—the effect of its story—is exponential. You have to keep all of the little moments building, and they congeal into a larger yeah.
2: experience. because like the the side quest, the thing about that game is, it, like, like you mentioned before, like not only is the game just kind of held up by some string, mm. it's like. Once you get what it's doing mechanically, as far as attacking, it's a it's a third person character action game like Bayonetta. You dodge to, to slow time and attack and stuff. It's kind of easy, and it doesn't really evolve much. No, um, it doesn't. It's fun. That's yeah. not
0: to say that it's not enjoyable. Like moving around in the world of Near is in, a pleasure in and of itself. But which I don't know about you guys. I I I want a game has to feel good moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. To stick with it. Um, but
2: you were saying, Dave. Well, but yeah, like... And, like, they're all of these side quests that are really just, like, go here, talk to a person, fight some fight some dudes, go back, etc., etc. Like, your, your standard fetch quests, kill quests, that sort of thing. But it's, like, all of the little stories that they tell around those moments that make that grind really worthwhile. Um, and then the the way that the game also plays with the nature of its of, of it being a video game. Like yeah. there there are things that, like one of the endings that you can get in the game is uh your character being an android has a memory chip. And it's part of your it's part of your loadout. Like you have you equip these different chips that give you uh attack boosts and experience point boosts give you more money or like you know your standard RPG stuff. One of them is a memory chip. And if uh, the game tells you uh, don't don't take this out, you need this to live. You yeah. can take it out, and the the game ends because you die, and it rolls yeah. credits. And, and that's one credits. of the that's one of the endings of the game. There are twenty six endings of the game.
0: I, look, Susan, when you turn the game on for the first time, even the menus, like pressing start or load game, is that's your mind. That is that is. All all of the menus are baked into the narrative of the game. You are constantly being reminded that you're not engaging with, you know, like a menu just so you can play a game. You are engaging with what 2B sees in her head when she thinks. And it will flat out be like, all right, do you want to uninstall the chip that is your menu? Do you want to uninstall yep. your eyes? Because you can do that.
2: Yeah, like you could like if you don't want your HP gauge up on the screen, Mm -hmm. you can can unplug that because you could use that memory to do something else, or you could kill yourself. Uh,
0: And And I can hear I can hear you asking the question like so to what (laughs) what end? To what end? Yeah. And again, like without it, it's unfortunately something that just can't like there is no elevator pitch. For near automatic.
2: I don't know how which, this guy, this guy got money to make no, this game. No,
0: I don't uh, know how this guy sold how this game sold one million copies. Like it's or two million now. Yeah, million it's th- this was, was supposed did. to
2: be destined to be as niche as anything else that Yokotar has ever done, as niche yeah. as Dragon Guard, as niche as the first near, uh, just like weird Japanese game for people who like weird Japanese games.
1: Right, and I mean, it, I do enjoy weird Japanese games. What I don't enjoy is the we're gonna throw a bunch of philosophical bullshit at the screen, right. and you you create your own interpretation. Yeah, I hate it, that shit.
0: See, that's not, and that's not what it is. Okay, it seems it seems like it's going to be like you take away what you want from it, man. Yeah, I this hate isn't. That. I, I, I know. Uh, this game just a, at a physical moment-to-moment level sounds a lot like inside, doesn't yes, it? Yes, this is what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. It sounds this, is, like inside. this is why I'm backing away from you no, carefully. Yeah. And that's and, and what I'm saying is all the cumulative effect of all of those small moments of mm-hmm. the like, wow, this is so weird and wacky is far more personal and idiosyncratic and meaningful than it seems. Yeah. Okay. And
1: okay. uh, our our dear friend, a friend of the show, Ludwig Kitsman, uh gave me a copy for my birthday. Yeah. So I have it.
0: <laughs> he sent me a message the moment that he purchased it and he goes, I bought Susan a copy of Nier Automata. I did my part. And <laughs> 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 our our dear friend Ludwig Kitsman uh doing doing the Lord's work. Doing the uh, Lord's
2: work. And I think like what makes Nier Automata such a hard pitch is because it is a game that does not reveal itself to you immediately. No, it is a okay. game that you have to you have to play it multiple. It, it technically you're playing through the game three times, but I really, see, yeah, you, and that's
0: you, it's such a misnomer to be like you have to play the game three times because you really don't. And the the repeating things you really don't do things over and over again. You know. you're you're experiencing this... That's another thing
1: that just, like, I only have... My time is finite. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Then put put it on super easy and blow through combat and just run from story beat to story beat because that's the other thing is that Yoko Taro uh, respects your time. He wants you to experience this story from multiple perspectives to get the full picture, but he's also like, look, if you just don't like action games, put it on easy. The game will basically play itself for you. Yeah. And... I mean,
0: I...
1: That's unfair, because I do enjoy action games. No, I have like I don't, have, no, 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 I don't no. have 60 hours, is what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Oh, no. Well, even if you want... I, I want to let everybody know up front, this is not a game that takes even 40 hours to play. Like, if you want to see every last inch of this story, even if you're playing it on the, you know, uh, uh, difficult setting... Yeah it's 25 hours max. Oh,
1: I thought yeah. each iteration. No, oh, no, 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 no. 25 hours okay, like Okay, okay. Total. Okay. This is
0: it, it is the length of an RPG from the 1990s. Okay. Um all right. Yeah, I I know that we said that we were going to do spoilers, but the thing is is when you simply describe what happens by the ending of Near Automata, it's another moment where you're like, so what? Who cares? But it, it it's like, oh man, it's like saying to somebody like, oh yeah, and at the end, Pinocchio's a real boy. You're like, okay, why did I give a yeah, shit but that's about turning yeah. into a real boy in the first place? The, the God, there are things in Nier Automata 2 that are, it, it is the most <laughs> moving in implementation of online functionality into a game that I've ever run into. And I, 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 people have described this to you, Susan, before I, we, when we were still at Games Radar, our dear friend of the yeah. show, Sam Prell, wrote a wonderful, wonderful essay that I encourage everybody to go seek out, uh, about the ending of *Near Automata. That's Sam Prell, everybody with two L's. Um, but the, the ending of this game is literally, you cannot see the final moment of this game without the aid of Strangers. And at the very last second of the game, you are asked if you want to sacrifice your save file in order to help somebody. And the game says to you repeatedly, you don't get anything for this. You're not going to get a trophy. You're not going to get an achievement. You're not going to get an item. Your game will be gone. And if you want to see this stuff again, you're going to have to play it all again. And that's fine. But it, the people who you're going to help won't even know you're helping them. You're... you're, There's no thank you for you. And you still get to make that choice. Which is a fascinating thing. And That like is... In, it, it, it's beautiful and very special. Yeah. And it's, it and, sounds like yeah. it's it, it's independent of the narrative. It sounds like it's independent of the experience of playing it, and it's not. It is part and parcel of the entire thing. I, I, I wish I could describe it better to you, everybody. Uh, it's it's one of those things. Um, it's like Ghost Recon Wildlands. You have to experience It's it an Enigma. <laughs> it's like the division's DLC. It's like it's like the division's name.
1: It's a federal <laughs> and you can't always What was the one I was always confusing
0: it with? What was I, the uh... Oh god, the crew. Is no, it the crew?
1: No. Damn it.
0: What? I feel bad. You'll be soft. You guys make some stuff that's good. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> you
1: do it. like work on your goddamn names, okay? Just <laughs> like seriously.
0: Uh, yeah. Next year, Eve's Guimont will come out and be like an update to Beyond Good and Evil 2. It is now Beyond Good and Evil 2 BMX Triple X <laughs> Curveball. <laughs> The game of 2018, everybody. And it's
1: just Paige
0: topless the entire time. The entire time. For those so, who don't
1: know, Paige is an actual talking pig.
0: Yeah. Yes. Spelled with a J, everybody. <laughs> P-E-Y
1: apostrophe J. Thank
0: you. So those, I I, I feel really good about our, game, our top three. I feel really good about, I don't know about you guys, I did do my own personal top ten. And something I was angry at myself for was that there wasn't a single original IP on my entire top ten. It's really? All, yeah. It's what is all, wrong with you? There's so I, much good shit out there. I don't know. I know. I just... Uh, I, Playing I indie games, dude. Year, I know. I, I just had that year where the things that I, I loved the most were uh, sequels. But it was a good year for is,
2: sequels, too.
0: It was. It yeah. really was. It I also, really was. Do you call... How... like? Near Automata is a sequel in name only. You know, hmm. like it, it can't, you can't hold it out to the original thing outside of like a spiritual factor. Um, yeah. So moving on, moving on to our our not best of the year, Susan. Yes. What didn't get its due this year? What remains of you, the Finch, has gotten its due. It got it that has. award. You got that award for what That was me! Event. It was all me!
1: It was all Susan Arndt! Had nothing to do with the amazing team laying bare their <laughs> own memories and <laughs> making themselves vulnerable
0: to create a video game for people. That was me! So, Underserved. Uh, Prey. Hot damn! That is a game that, that came That is
2: a out. game that came out. It's <laughs> exactly. fact, this year was a thousand years long and that game it came was, out this that's year. That's very
0: true. That's
1: right. That is, Oh, yeah, no, Prey Pre is really good, y'all. It's really good. Uh, It got some... Okay, so there were there were two issues with it that caused some gamer outrage, which was stupid. <laughs> the first was that, oh, the combat, like, I'm just dying all the time, and it's too hard, and it's bullshit. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. Problem is, you're going into the game playing it like a shooter, and if you approach it like a shooter from the get-go... You will die constantly because, like, you got a wrench in the beginning. Very Bioshock, uh, and and the enemies are very, very powerful from the very beginning. So you need to sneak a lot. You need to hide. You need to, you know, act like a scientist who just found out she's on a space station. What the shit, right? Like you're, you know, and at, as you go through the game, combat becomes much easier as you find better weapons and you gain abilities and, and whatnot the other problem uh people had with it was um the ending mm. uh which i get i i, I understand it aren't there multiple
0: I th- endings I thought there are there... Th-
1: there are three endings so yeah. there okay so there's two problems with the endings the first is that if you view them in the wrong order the surprise of the game is spoiled for you hmm so there's a there's an ending it's 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 kind of similar to that you can kill yourself ending in in Near Automata. Um you can peace out. You can be like, "You know what? Shit's going down. Have a fun time, y'all. I'm taking this escape pod and I'm going to go." And you you can skip like half the game by doing that. However, when you do, you find out the surprise ending and there's still two other endings. Hmm. To, to do um and knowing what happens pretty much takes all the wind out of the sails of either of the two endings Interesting. so that's unfortunate that's really unfortunate that that it would be great if they could patch it in that you can't do that one first
0: so it fo- like it telegraphs what's going to happen i mean we 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 talked about like you know in what remains of edith finch you know it's coming yeah yeah that, that blue all right let me do- okay, okay. here's a, yeah. you
1: know what spoilers the game yeah lay it forever. on me Whatever. Like, let's get okay. specific so you're on this, the, the, the dealio is, you uh, find out you're on this space station, it's been overrun by these creatures, and you're like, okay, do you blow up the station, or do you try to save all the research? That's where you're going, right? Uh, and uh, your third option is to just be like, fuck y'all, and go. <laughs> you fi- whatever choice you end up picking, you find out the whole thing has been a simulation. This all, everything, this this outbreak, everything that happened, happened ages ago. The aliens have made their way to Earth. Everything's fucked. This whole thing has been a simulation to try and come to some sort of uh, accord with the aliens to figure out how to communicate with them to see if we can't fix it all. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, people were pissed because they felt like, well, no matter what I do, it doesn't matter because this all happened ages ago. Not the point, dumbass. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eh.
0: Not the point.
1: You're not wrong, but it's not the point. But yeah, so if you if you take the escape pod, you know it's simulation. There's no emotional weight to either blowing up the station or sure. saving the research. And there are decisions that you make all along the way. Do you try to save every last crew member? Do you sacrifice the crew? Like there's there's a shuttle that that managed to take off. It could have aliens on on board. Uh. Do you blow it up, or do you let them escape? That's that's something like you will sit there and go, "Oh my god, I don't know." But if there's aliens on board, then I should blow it up. But if there's not, then I'm killing these
0: people. If it's a, if you know it's a simulation, then it's like who gives a shit. So even if you once you, does, does you, when you get the other endings, mm-hmm. the blow it all up or save the research does the game provide you any sort of resolution in terms of we actually are making some progress back on no, the alien earth? All right, no. I can see how that's frustrating.
3: <laughs> well, it's
1: it's the it's here's the thing. If, if you do the the other two endings, either save the station or don't. Yeah. So much has happened at that point that it's the very last thing. And the decisions sure. that you made along the way are discussed by the scientists who are in the room running the simulation. Yeah. So it's like you know you save you make the one decision to see what happens you go back you make the other decision to see what happens. Um, yeah, but the game—it's first of all, it's stunningly beautiful. I mean,
0: it's just see now that yes, yeah, it is. It is. I don't like the aesthetic of prey. But really yeah and it's a big hurdle for me like oh. I, and I I don't disagree like i do think that it is beautifully made mm-hmm. but right from the get-go you know the very beginning of the game when you're in the you know helicopter going to work yeah mm-hmm. uh and you you sort of get your your first experience of the light and the dark of the art in this world mm-hmm. i was just like this isn't for me, <laughs> which, which is just like, it's do you so not like art deco? Is that the thing? No, I love art deco. I just don't know what it is. Like I just, I, I feel like a fussy baby playing prey. I'm like, no, I don't like it. It's not for me. I don't like it. And uh, like, I can, I can push past that. You know, there, there are games that, uh, as some people think are exceptionally beautiful. And I think are ugly as shit. Uh, but I, you know, I I persevere. But like for prey, for some reason, it's just a really big hurdle with me playing. Fair enough. Fair I will say, enough. listening to you describe prey, Susan, not just now but every time, um, I I feel like you run into some of the same problem that I have describing near automata, because you can talk about these individual moments that are really yeah. really exceptional, yeah. But the both of these games are things that are impossible to distill down into an easily digestible narrative nugget to tell somebody, here's what it is. Like, if I was going to make a traditional old-school movie trailer for Prey Mm -hmm. or Near Automata, I'd be like, well, do I have 15 minutes?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure I agree with that. I think the core story of it is just real good, old-fashioned sci-fi. Yeah. You know, you're on a space station... Overrun by aliens. There's monsters. There's monsters. They could that's be it. anything. It, you know, like and and it, it, how you proceed from there depends on how you know. Do you feel like because because th- the other thing that that's really really cool about it that I really enjoy your character uh, wakes up has no does has no memory. What she's been doing, you learn, is she's been testing different procedures and at the end of each procedure basically they're chips you plug into your head to give you different abilities Mm -hmm. rather like to be actually which is fine except when you take it out everything you experienced everything you experienced when that was plugged in goes away i like
3: that so
1: you can immediately learn french shove a chip in your head you can suddenly know how to do parkour great If you have that thing in your head for a year and you take it out, you do not remember the last year ever happened. Ooh. Yeah. So your character wakes up, has no clue any of this shit has gone down. So your character's kind of a blank slate in the beginning. And you start making decisions about how you want to do things. And then as the game progresses, you find out you were a shitty person. (laughs) You did really awful things in the name of science. From a per- from a certain perspective, they're all perfectly justified. It's a you can go,
3: hook.
1: yep, that was yeah, I see it, and you have to decide if you're going to be the real you, or the you you are right now.
3: Hmm.
0: Man, I I, I think I need to give it another shot. I need to get back in there. Um, it's real it's, good. It's on. Un- it's still installed on my PlayStation Four. I I always have this moment where I, I yeah you know, I load up my PS4 and I'm like. Am I gonna play this? And the problem is, is in the menu, it's sitting right next to Gradius Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel then you. I'm like, why I, I, I have to press right one more time to get past Gradius Two, and that's not good. I can't. This do is this bad. is like
1: when I'm like, I should start cleaning out my hard drive. Ooh, Tharsis.
2: Hey, <laughs> three yeah. hours go by.
0: <laughs> oh. My goodness. Uh, Dave Roberts. Okay. You played a lot of games this year. Yeah, I played
2: a lot of games this year. Uh, One game that I want to give a special shout out to, one that um, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, one that I've talked about a bit on Twitter, is a little game called Little Red Lie by Will Hmm. O'Neill. He's the guy who made Actual Sunlight, which was a very short uh, RPG maker's sort of visual novel about uh, dealing with depression. So just to give you the kind of headspace that this game is going to be going in, uh, this is a uh, – it's a focus on a on a larger issue, which is basically capitalism. Uh, it's it, – it,
1: You're such a fucking – I idiot. know, oh I God. know, uh, I know. Money is not inherently bad. No,
2: but the way that these no, people no. have to – say
1: that with conviction, bitch, okay? Money is not inherently bad. No, but what,
2: it's not, but what people no. do with it is – and so you not, have not always so you have these two these two characters uh you have uh Arthur Fox, who is basically like um he, uh, Will O'Neill kind of designed him after uh who's the the Canadian politician Rob Ford, the one that was like hopped up on cocaine. Yeah, the no but not for it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and like yeah, and, and like Rob Ford loves crack mayor. Rob yeah. Ford. And so, yeah. Like, it, yeah, and so like he
2: started out inspired by him, but then as like real life started to get in the way, like Donald Trump kind of seeped into there, and so Arthur Fox is uh he's just he's a he is a craven asshole. Uh, he is a, a motivational speaker who just flat-out lies to people to to get rich. Like, that's his whole thing. But the story there is juxtaposed uh, against uh, a woman named Sharon Stone who had a upper... Wait wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Basic er, instinct? No, uh Sarah, Sharon Sarah Stone? Stone. My bad. Cyber uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Uh, so, she she had a like upper middle class upbringing she was like you know hey you know go go to college get the job do the thing and you'll be okay and life just isn't working out for her she has to move back in with her parents uh her parents are dealing with their own financial financial issues because of health care uh they have to keep like taking out you know basically so this is yeah.
1: basically real life together. yeah it's it's
2: a <laughs> yeah, mean... it's a visual novel like it, it is a like we were talking in the chat about like how games seem to treat writing as an afterthought and this game is it it's it's all the writing and that's what it is and it's like it is a it is a bleak game it is not an easy game to sit through i do not recommend it to everyone because like like you said susan sometimes you just don't want to play a sad game <laughs> and uh yeah. this game
1: so is it is it meant to evoke sadness or to rile you up or a little, so
2: it's it's a little bit of both like there's uh so arthur okay. fox like he basically just talks about how how he's able to game the system to get what he wants and how everyone's a bunch of idiots for letting him get away with what he wants and he's just kind of going through this like downward spiral of like cocaine and, and awfulness <laughs> Whereas Sarah Stone is like she's trying to to scrape through this living uh, of like trying to trying to find a job when she can't find a job and trying to appear like she's successful among her friends and her family even though she is absolutely not she's just she's like she's been a temp worker for her whole life and so the the way that you interact with this game, you don't talk to people. Your only action is lie. And it's basically the same. You're just, you're (laughs) you're lying to people. Uh, Like you're just talking to people. And so like, yeah, like you'll look at a, at a picture on the wall and it'll say, lie about family photo. And you look at it and she gives a little, little thing that she like, you know, a little memory that happens, but it's not just about like, she's lying to other people. It's like, these characters are lying to themselves as much as they are, to everyone around them. And like th- there is a plot beyond this. Like there there are twists and turns, things happen, there is drama that um ups the stakes beyond just like a misery simulator between these two people. <laughs> um and then there are also some like uh fourth wall curveballs that the game throws at you where like uh, the game starts to hint that there's like uh something else going on that you don't really understand, hmm. but like by the end of the game that all sort of wraps up together. Uh, again, I don't recommend it to everyone because it okay, is bleak have, as hell, a, but it is I have a genuine okay, question yes. because I I do not understand okay.
1: something. I understand that some people gravitate towards sad media in much the same way I gravitate towards horror. Yeah. Because it it taps And emotion within you that you find satisfying.
0: And catharsis. Like, there's catharsis. catharsis.
1: Right. I get that. That part I understand. What I don't understand is, like, this, everything you just described, that could be your next-door neighbor. I mean, it's so real. It's so, so real. Okay, maybe not, you know, him being mayor while smoking crack, although, (laughs) but, you know, but it's so, so genuine. Why is that enjoyable? It's exactly like real life. You could know that person. So why is that enjoyable
2: for you? Well, it's like uh, it's funny you should ask this because uh, there's a game that I've been playing, uh, the most recent Danganronpa, that actually like uh, talks about that a bit. But it's just the, this idea that like stories offer a window into to, yep. to, to, to seeing how how problems interact in like a very conf- like constrained and confined way like there are so many things going on in the world right now there's so many things you could pick mm-hmm. any one narrative out of them and and yeah. like like you look at that and you go like okay well there's so much else going around where's this you hold this story and it's like it is a it is a concise idea exploring, what these people do and like how they respond to it. And it's, 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 it's Same real. and
0: It's too yeah. real is where yeah. I'm coming from. Based, based on your description, I can't tell if this is purely a character drama or if it is more like a Sinclair Lewis Babbitt style, uh, social commentary. It's both like, it's yeah so like you know when when i when i dig into this sort of drama regardless of the medium whether it's a novel or a movie or a video game the pleasure is twofold one you want the pleasure of the craft like how how well have you captured truth and like i hate to sound so pretentious but guess what people where you're uh, listening to a podcast where we badly imitate Mariah Carey and talk about art fucking welcome to the pretension. <laughs> uh, but it's also, you know, it, it's also how does art is, if nothing else, the lantern you're holding up in front of you in the darkness. And if it is real in a deeply, deeply, deeply real way, like, like this sounds like it is, it can illuminate things that you wouldn't otherwise see when you're just interacting with them by reading the news or talking to somebody who lives next door and they're terrible. Yeah. Or even so, in your own life. Like, like you look at th- these characters. I mean, that's what I'm and saying.
1: Like, I mean, not being able you know, I, I have been down to my last $50 as an adult and had to move back with my mom and you know, I've been unemployed for an entire year after I was laid off, and despite the fact that I'm sending out five resumes a day. Like, been there, lived it. Why? That's what I don't get. Like, I don't want to relive any part of that. It was yeah. painful enough when I went through it. So that's why, I mean, like, I, that's that's what, where the disconnect is for yeah. me. Like, I'm not, I'm not in any way suggesting that it's not quality right. art. It's not not it doesn't have value i it's just something i just can't wrap my head around and i think there
2: are two things one is that like not everyone has gone through that so there's the the empathy bit and then there's the other where it's just someone has something to say about that situation and is thinking about it and saying it in a way that i haven't thought about it before because i've lived there too okay okay, and i know i know what that's like too and like i may not you know, I, I'm a writer, I write, and but I have a certain way that I view the world and the way that I see things and the way that I perceive things. And sometimes my brain doesn't line those synapses up the right way. But then to, to read a story of characters who are going through that experience and are explaining it and, and talking about those experiences in a way that is relatable, that it is like, it, it's just like, I see, I saw some of myself in those characters. I was like, well, like, how much do I lie to myself about what I'm going through, or or light others, right. And like the, you don't think about those things until you see it laid in front of you. Okay, and that's, okay,
0: okay. I can understand. That's why that. you know okay. it's
2: like it's like reading, uh, quote unquote, literature instead of like like yeah. <laughs> uh, it it may not always be enjoyable, but it's in in the like this is a ripping good time. I'm going to lose hours in this in this sci-fi novel, but it's like it is it is right. it, It's illuminating and i think that like it's a quality that is not appreciated enough in games and it's and it and and, okay. it, and it and it shows because this game apparently is not selling yeah. very well for yeah. him so i well, mean me, me, that's, me yeah. yeah, that's a rough
1: sell dude it's a it's a rough it's not. a
2: rough sell on steam like literally the week after steam opened the floodgates uh oh, and it's bit. just it, nah, it's that's and bad it's planning. it's lo- it's lo- it, and you know, that's why we're having this segment here, because we wanna tell people to go check these things out. And I, like if if you're up to it, I hope you do, because I think that like it is it is honest, it is brutally honest in a way that uh a lot of games aren't. And you
0: gotta, I think that's gonna gussy gussy that kinda uh narrative up with like Night in the Woods is about some harrowing shit, but everybody's a cute cat person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, anyway, exactly.
0: You gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sugar that pill, boss. <laughs> um, Dave, how long does it take to play Little Red Line?
2: Little Little Red Lie? Uh, b- 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 four to five hours. It's not long. Uh, okay, right. my yeah, my that's, playtime. That's digestible. My playtime on it says eight, but that's because I got about three hours through it. Uh, my computer died. I lost my save file. Uh, oh, because no. and, like, I, I even asked him, I was like, so is there like, is it on steam cloud? And he's like, no, because the way that like the game uses your save file, like there's a narrative reason why you're not allowed to, to upload that oh. to the cloud. So, uh. so I was like, well, okay, I'll play it again. And like, yeah, I basically, I, once I started, I finished it in two days. Like i I played it a little bit one night and then the next day I just mainlined like four hours of it. It is like, it is, it is, gr- it is a gripping read if you have the stomach for it.
0: Hmm. Man. Harrowing. Yes. Uh that's why I guess, you know, to bring things back up, I'm gonna recommend everybody play Ghost Recon Wildlands. yes <laughs> That that hot little indie game Under, that we're trying to underappreciated artistic gem Ghost Recon Wild Plants. I don't know why I'm just gonna keep punishing Ghost Recon Wild Plants <laughs> repeatedly. Um I, you know, I this is just a quick question. Because I actually kept this out just so that I could like look down and remind myself if I needed to check like like do I feel confident in my pick? Do I feel con- Is there anything I'm forgetting? And uh, you know we have a few backers joining us in our video portion. There is uh, everybody. If you if anybody listening for the first time, we we will do one podcast a month, one hundred percent live for your pleasure at a certain backing tier. So people can see that I'm waving around a waterproof notepad, uh, which I can use to write in the shower, and I do. This is how I keep track of what I've played in a in a given year. I don't know how you guys go about it, but I keep a a running list of this is this is these are the games that I've been playing, and. The ones that I finish get a little complete next to them, and a star, and the ones that I really what really is like wrong get with you stars, so, like no, I, I need to, what is wrong with you? I keep I keep a little notebook and then I have what is way, wrong with you? When you go past all the games that I've played, this is the backlog. This is the games that I either have physical copies of or digital copies of that I haven't played yet. And then when I do play them, I can cross them off. There's sections for the books I'm reading and the music I'm listening to as well. And I have a problem. <laughs> yes, you do! <laughs> anyway, the game that I'm going to recommend, I'm going to hold it up here. It's right at the top of page two. Is There are a lot of really good games that came out this year. But this one is just really fun. And I recommend... Super Bomberman R for the Nintendo Switch. The okay. launch game that everybody said is who cares about this trash? Nobody wants to play another Bomberman game. It's Bomberman. Who cares? Super Bomberman R is just a good video game. It's a video gamey ass video game from video games. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, Konami has made some very. Lamentable choices in its relationship with uh, the people that want to to play the games that they used to make and currently make. I acknowledge that as much as the next person, but Super Bomberman R is like the weirdest quiet apology for being like, yeah, we suck at making video games, but like, here's a video game gamey ass video game. They keep updating it. Susan, you don't have to be Bomberman in this game. You oh. can be. Dracula, or Pyramid Head, or Simon Belmont, what or, I, and this what? is how I beat Super Bomberman as Reiko from Rumble Roses, yeah, <laughs> who here remembers Rumble Roses? The it was best- a good game, thank yeah, you, the, yes, the it's excellent- a good
1: It's a good wrestling game. It's legit. Yes, okay, you can position the
0: wrestlers and take photos. But it's a good wrestling game. But it's a really good wrestling game. And you can be its mascot, Reiko, (laughs) in Bomberman for Nintendo Switch. It's just really good. It's got a really good campaign. It's like a solid escalation of challenges, about seven hours, eight hours. There are boss fights. It's It's just a good video game. And yeah, it's just Bomberman. You're in a maze, you plant bombs, you want to put it in the way of an enemy or somebody you're playing against and time it just right so it blows up and then they die. It's pretty much the exact same premise that it's been for 30 years. But man, it's just really good. It's just excellent. And I know that there are like 100,000 really good Switch games, but you you could do worse. (laughs) You could be Pyramid Head. You could be a little cute Pyramid Head. I love that. Little
1: Chibi Pyramid Head, I'm in. Chibi Pyramid Head. I don't need much more than that, honestly. I mean...
0: It's also, like, weird... One of those moments where you're like, why did they spend as much money on this as they did? Uh, Because there are, like, fully voiced cutscenes where it's, like, all the... Like, there's, like, a story now, and, like, all the little bomber people are, like, siblings, and they live in... It's... The weirdest Dreamcast game to come out in 2017. <laughs> That's what it feels like the entire time. Uh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, if you have played Little Red Little Red Lie and you're like, why do I live? <laughs>
2: <laughs> live for Super Bomberman R. Live for go. Super
0: Bomberman R. Play this game. Uh, everybody, that brings us to the end of our Game of the Year show. Uh The six games that we highly recommend everybody play. Uh, Typically, this is where we transition out, and we're going to go into the backer-only section, but it's Christmas, and we love every single person that has backed us at all, uh, and we want to pass their pleasure on to you. So you, everybody who's listening to this on iTunes or sent to it by a friend, you're going to get to hear this backer portion as well. Before we get to that, Dave... Would you please thank the wonderful people who have done these things for us? Uh yes.
2: Uh one moment, please. Vamp for a little bit, because I had it and it went away. Uh Vamping, 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 vamping. vamping talking, vamping, talking. Vamping, vamping, vamping. Okay. Vamping, vamping, vamping. Talking. Uh <laughs> patrons. I had the list. <laughs> I
0: had the list. I had the list. I'm trying to think of other other, other moments in Near Automata that would just make Susan see. Oh, God. Can we, Can we not? They Can say we not? Pa-
1: here's what I would like. No, no, no. Here's what I want for New Year's. I would like <laughs> in the new year for us to get through one episode in which you and or Dave Robots do not attempt to just send my blood pressure through the roof. That's all I want. Just one. Just give me this one. One.
0: All right. Let me make you a deal. Oh, you can have that. Yeah. You can have that. Or we can start a moveon.org petition to have Blackthorn ported to PlayStation 4 Oh my tomorrow. god. Let's <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I have the list. I have the bli- The Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate you so Flames much. Flames
2: on the side of my face.
1: <laughs>
0: god! <laughs> just such a horrible person. I think that game's dope. I'm just saying god
1: (laughs) you know what i'm gonna do one of these days i swear to christ i'm gonna make you get a blackthorn tattoo oh
0: my god i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get get you liquored
1: up and i'm gonna drag you into the tattoo parlor
2: (laughs) yeah that's where we're headed dave yep
0: who made who made this who makes this
2: happen uh you make this happen uh wonderful listeners um this is a special shout out to anyone who donates to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash continue podcast with a $10 and above tier. Uh Special shout outs to Mirko Aurico Terreno, John, Ryan Brady, Peter, Ryan Mance, Logan Pauli, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Double Taco, Gluttony1 of7, Francisco Aureus Guimarães. Caleb Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilson, Fassi Sayan, Yattle, Jake Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Jose Bullet Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom, Derek Sanskrit, Nick Grugan, and Blissfully Ignorant. Thank you all so very all of you really, but um, yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, thank for you to the freaking world. Patronage, um,
0: yeah. We say this, we say this uh, on pretty much every episode. We we would do this anyway, uh, just with each other, and the fact that people want to hear it at all honors us, and the fact that you want to pay money for it is uh, amazing. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. But you know what?
2: It, I um, don't want to run ads on this thing, so this keeps it yeah. ad-free. Yeah, well, that's this, true, too. It yeah. keeps
0: us from doing it, and... Uh, if, if you don't. You don't need to
2: this. know about freaking mattresses or lunchbox no. or whatever the latest podcast. <laughs> hey, ad can I?
0: i just gonna. I. I don't want to offend anybody who's listening to this, but Blue Apron sucks, it's bad.
2: Blue, Blue aprons. Everything suck. has vinegar. Everything's pickled in vinegar. It sucks and bad. It's not just that, okay. Can I? Okay, oh, I'm God. gonna give
1: an <laughs> unsolicited shout out. I use uh, a meal service called Tara's kitchen, okay. Terra's Kitchen. T E R R A apostrophe S Kitchen. Uh every single recipe I have made has been delicious. Oh nice. Super fresh ingredients and actual adult human sized portions.
0: Oh nice. Nice I'll have yeah. to look that up. That. Highly,
1: highly and recommended. Also, uh they reuse that, what they, they ship you a little, basically, refrigerator. Oh. A- and you take out all your components, and then
0: it ships back to you. Oh, that's them. awesome. That's re- so good. That's, that's that's my big problem with Blue Apron. Blue Apron's yep. just this bullshit. They just hand you like, a bunch of trash. Oh, we ecologically sound. Yeah. And like, motherfucker, you just sent me a plastic container for a single egg. <laughs> yeah. You are burning the earth to the ground, you scumbag, says the guy who just keeps billions of consoles plugged in all day. <laughs> um, if anybody thinks that this show is a thing that they want to continue seeing, uh, we are trying to reach a $750 a month goal to make this a weekly program. Uh, so you get to hear us curse out blue apron and ghost recon <laughs> wildlands with increasing regularity. Is there uh, such a thing as reverse
2: go... advertising? Because I think Yes, we're, <laughs> we're doing it right okay. now. Just let it
0: happen. Uh, Patreon.com slash continue podcast as where you can go to back that. And uh, if you just want to hear the show, go to continuepod.com and twitter.com slash continuepod, twitch.tv slash continuepodcast, and facebook.com slash continuepod, which we never update ever.
1: No. Don't do we're it. We're horrible people. We're, we're terrible. horrible people. We're just, honestly, save your money. Just, <laughs> <I> don't...
0: <laughs> just don't even. Just I... don't even. All right. We're going to lightning round this thing. Uh, All right. here, here are the video games we've actually been playing. And we've already talked about this game on this show. Dave Roberts dived into it. I finally got around to it. So I just want to talk about it for like a quick, hot second. I played through and finished Uncharted, The Lost Legacy this week. Oh, I have that. I got it. Uh, I got it on sale. 20 bucks. Is it good? I'm so excited for you to play it, Susan. Number one, it is the best it Uncharted is. game. I'm saying it. Really? Yeah. Best right. Uncharted game. All okay. right. Uh, okay. Out of... Out of all five, or six, I guess we can count Golden Abyss. No, we can't. Video game that people made. Um, Don't do it.
2: I, it's not good. I, no, I, yeah, yeah mm, it's great. Mm.
0: But here, here is my one thing, and Dave unfortunately got like uh, the running commentary of my wine-soaked beratement of this game <laughs> as I was doing it. Is like I, I would kill for Uncharted. To be the exact same game it is already, but there were only, like, five shootouts for the entire game. Oh, snap! Like, God, every single time they're like, "Uh uh-oh, there's more of them in here. I'm like, "How God, why are you as bored as I am? (laughs) Stop doing this with your stupid guns! It's boring! They don't even work like guns. I am here to jump over shit and hear people be pithy. That is what I'm here for. I want to see things that are beautiful. I want to climb a mountain and I want to see people be brilliant and charming and rad. I have plenty of games with guns. And if it was just like add in some tension. I love that they're like, here is the amazing car chase. Here is the death defying feat. Here's the dumb pew-pew-pew guns. Oh boy, another
2: stealth section where you have to uh, take out a bunch of guards in the grass. Make it so that like
0: there are four... T- say like like six times across the entire ten hours where you get into a situation where holy crap, there are people with guns, I have a gun, and now I'm going to shoot one of these people, and if I hit them with a bullet, they're going to die. And if they hit me with a bullet, I'm going to die. So there are actual stakes that aren't like. Why does it have to fucking turn into shitty Golden Eye <laughs> every half an hour while I'm playing Uncharted? Just, just cut all that bullshit out. Give me the treasure. Give me the fascinating, wonderful people. treasure, I... puzzles,
1: characters, gorgeous environments. Just do that. Climbing.
0: Do that. An occasional yeah, action
2: I could scene. Set to piece.
0: Chloe and Nadine talk. For an just, just just over and over and over again. Sick you stupid fucking. I don't care that it's an MP93x rifle and it does this much more damage. Nobody is going to take 13 bullets to the chest and then get back up and be like, they're over here! They're over here! <laughs> Shut up Uncharted. you stupid guns <laughs> Make a game where I Just jump on something. Come on. Anyway, how do you guys feel about the idea of gunless or fewer shootout Uncharted? Am I crazy? No, 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 no. no.
1: I mean, there's a reason I play the Uncharted games on easy, typically. Yeah. Because I'm not rolling up for the gunfights. I play shooters for that. I am there for the puzzles, for the treasure, for I, I, it's an adventure. That's what I want. Yeah. Shooting a bunch of identical mooks as wave after wave of them come out. Like, they all care. look the same. Stop throwing grenades at me! They all look exactly alike. Yeah. I just stop it, stop it. Nathan Drake should never have a sniper rifle in his hand. Stop <laughs> it's it! So ridiculous. Oh,
0: that's the that's the other one that like so. I know a lot of people don't like Sam Drake for some reason, and here's why: Poof, you have a brother. No, no, that's bullshit. Though, wait. Okay, so I, I, Dave also got this one in the middle <laughs> of the night. I was like, yeah, all, right, all
1: this bullshit." around in China.
0: That's
1: bullshit.
0: So I, I only recently found out that one of my best friends on Earth had not a sister, but two sisters. We've known uh, each other. Me, wait,
1: shut your face. Are you married to this person?
0: No, no. Then shut it's up. A, it's a, it's a good friend.
1: No, no, shut up. Elena
0: didn't know he had a brother. That, and that's, that is okay. No, I'd it's think not. Given, I no, think it's given, given, given the way the story is presented, what we know about Nate, it, it's, it's narratively justified. Here's nope. the other reason I like nope. Sam. Here's the other reason I like Sam is Sam Drake is who Nathan Drake is in real life. When you meet a guy who goes into war zones and sneaks in to like grave sites to get the treasure and uses a gun to get it, he's not a charming rogue with five o'clock shadow. He's kind of a fucking dirtbag who thinks he's funny, but isn't really like Sam Drake is like, I, I can almost hear the writers being like, Hey, what if Nathan Drake was like a guy who actually had to talk to it upon? <laughs> <laughs> who would he be? you think he'd be half Tuck McGee, and everybody's like, "Half Tuck McGee, <laughs> ooh, sexy Nathan Drake"? <laughs> no, it'd be like he's got. Yes. A, he's so got what's the same your job? peak that I have? He's kind of just a dirt bag. Oh my god, you guys are terrible. Yeah, you're just I, you're just you're such dudes. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. I, I, I okay, so, you got me there. So <laughs> You've been playing the video games. Tell me about the cats. Okay. It's like someone saw into my brain.
1: <laughs> and they said, Susan, would you like to play an action RPG? Why, well, yes, I, I would. Thank you. Would you like to play an action RPG in which all of the major characters are cats? Cats? Why yes I would thank you. Would you like to play an action RPG in which all the major characters are cats and it's filled not only with cat puns but also substitutes for cat profanity? Please and thank you. Right? It's everything I could possibly want. It's called Cat Quest. It's on Switch, I believe it's also on mobile and probably PC. It is straight up just an action RPG, uh but everybody's a freaking cat, which is great. <laughs> and what's what I something I really enjoy about it is you find different pieces of equipment. You get a hat and a set of armor and then a weapon. And how you combine them is what defines your character traits. If you want to be straight up, run up and hit things on the head, then you're probably going to wear the knight's armor or something. If you want to be more magic-based, you're probably going to go with, like, the magician's robes. If you want a little bit of everything, you mix it and match it. There's one set of armor that's just cardboard boxes.
0: Yes, yes, because yes. it's a
1: cat, and it it has such a wonderful sense of humor. It's really good looking. It feels really good to play. There's a bunch of hidden stuff to find. Lots of secrets. Is it Zelda? E like the action? Yeah, totally. It's totally Zelda. Like walk up to something, and they move in different patterns and stuff like that. Uh, it it's just delightful. It's just absolutely wonderful. And I think it's like seven bucks.
0: Yeah, it's it's very affordable. Uh, did you finish it? Did you beat it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And Total... then I sat
1: there and went, oh, there's no more.
0: <laughs> Total clock? How long was it?
1: I want to say it's about 12 to 15 hours long. Oh, wow.
0: So it is, it's full length. This is like yeah, a no, full length it, game. It
1: is a legit game. Yeah. It, it like you go in, like I went in, I'm like, whatever, fuck it. It's a cat. I'm in. And it was really, uh, I was browsing uh, Switch games. And it was really highly rated and it was right at the top. And I'm like, well, okay, well, and it's only seven dollars. I'll try it. It is a genuinely well crafted game. Man. Like, even if you're not if you're not rolling up for the cats, uh it's a it's a really good fun action RPG. The enemies uh, are interesting, uh the design of everything is great.
0: It's bumming me out because so the, the eShop uh on Switch has a a wish list, like you can add things. Be like, oh, I'll get these later. And the the good games are coming out on Switch so quickly. You know what's
2: coming out this week on Switch? Enter the Gungeon. Never yep. stops. Ooh. Yeah, Enter the Gungeon comes out on Switch this week. Uh, Never stop sneaking, which is the the next game by the guy who made Dust and a Lysian Tale.
0: It is a
2: top-down roguelike that looks like the original PlayStation Metal Gear Solid, and all of the characters are, like, it is just 100% a send-up of the PlayStation <laughs> Metal Gear Solid with the 3D, poly like, PlayStation 1 polygons, and, like, the, the bad guys, like, Doc, was it, like... S- evil vice president or something i forget
0: yeah no there's a there is a character in this game named vice president that's helicopter. it yes vice president helicopter <laughs> the, secret about vice, the secret about vice president helicopter is that vice president helicopter is a helicopter <laughs> yes
2: uh so that's coming out and then uh square enix is re-releasing uh, or releasing for the first time in america romancing saga 2 uh lost yeah. japanese snes classic on switch this week on top of uh-huh. everything there's too many good games
0: yeah, on top of Floor Kids, on top of Battle Chef Brigade, on top of Cat Catcast. Oh, Battle that Chef Brigade f- is so good. It's Just so. It's many so effing good. Damn stupid games on that thing, and that's in addition to like the really kick-ass old like arcade shooters that just keep coming out. There's an amazing mid '90s arcade shooter called Gunbird that I is one of those things that I every week in like, my Am I going to spend $60 on the Saturn version of Gunbird finally? No, I have to be an adult and buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's just on Switch, where I would play it even more anyway. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so yeah, and I've Switch, already bought it. <laughs> the real problem with the Nintendo Switch is uh, Dave was going to talk about this game for everybody. But, I just found out that on December 1st, Nintendo released an RPG called Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it got recalled. <laughs> All of the digital copies have been taken They've back They've been revoked.
2: I can't play it anymore. So, we have to send your hat cart- home.
0: If your Switch is connected to the internet, your cartridge won't work. You have to send it back because it's been delayed until 2018. Uh, which is awesome for me because now I don't have to
2: acquiesce Anthony. to a bet. Anthony, wait, which, wait. Anthony, uh, Anthony, yeah. that didn't yeah. happen. Oh. The oh. game's out now, so I've God. been playing it. <laughs> Suck. So, damn it,
1: Anthony, <laughs> guys, guys, I have tacos waiting for me. So,
2: yeah, let's do the. lightning We need round. to move this yeah. along. Lightning. So, round. Uh, out of uh, on a scale of one to anime, how anime do you like your games? I like them pretty oh, goddamn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it is It is the most anime. Your sword is also a woman. Uh, there are the most RPG <laughs> battle systems. Never mind. That's the sign I put at the edge of the woods to keep Susan out of this. <laughs> Your sword is also a Your woman. Your sword is also a woman. Nope. Um,
0: I'm out.
2: The oh, first, the first <laughs> five minutes of the game, I listened to the English voice acting, went nope, and immediately switched it to Japanese. Uh yeah. it's it is it is a mindless thing that I like playing. There are the most RPG battle systems in this game. None of them feel particularly deep. There are just a lot of them. So I get to feel <laughs> I get to feel like I'm actually That's thinking wrong. even though I'm not and that <laughs> pleases me because I <laughs> I come to this game, it, it is like, it is like getting a big old bowl of chicken wings and just going, num, 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 num. I know what this is, I don't care, this is making me feel happy, um, you just you, you run through really big environments, you fight big monsters, everything looks nice and flashy. It does what you want it to do. And meanwhile, uh, there are a bunch of like anime guys that fight each other with big swords. I like it. Thumbs up. That's all I have to say about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. If you look at it, you know exactly what it is, and you know whether you want it or not. All right. Yeah.
0: Dave, that's the first time anybody has ever said anything about this game that makes me want to play it right there. <laughs> there there was i like, finally i'm finally sold there was a there's a like vi- people are like oh the world's so big and the music is amazing no like, fuck like, all that it's like it is,
2: you get to turn your brain off and just beat up monsters oh, and even oh, though you man. think that you awesome. i respect you th- that f- i do i respect that that's why i play yeah. destiny yeah uh it's it's like I'm destiny except in. i don't have to deal with anyone uh but like it's and I respect. There is <laughs> a uh, a video that Tim Rogers on Kotaku did. He basically called it. It's a Super Nintendo game for the in the 21st century, and that's what it is. It is someone took a Super Nintendo game and went, "What if we made that with like graphics?" And that's <laughs> that's it. And there's anime people, and they do anime stuff, and uh, you like it's it is a really cool world. Like all of the the clouds are like the ocean. And if you jump into the sky, you are actually like swimming in the clouds. It's real weird, but it looks cool. Are these
0: the lyrics of the anime theme song that goes with it? Yes,
2: swimming the swimming in clouds the clouds like something? No, yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> it's like inexplicably one hundred and eighty BPM for some reason. Uh, no, it's like you you know what it is. If you if you like anime bullshit and want to think that your game is smarter than it actually is, play it. If you don't like that stuff then you could just walk on by while I hang out with my sword lady. Tight. I'm I'm 100% in
0: now. I'm doing Yeah. It. Uh, uh everybody thank you so much for for listening uh to the Continue podcast uh again. If you want to find us on the internet, go back of go, go
1: play Million Onion Hotel.
0: Oh, Million Unho- Onion Hotel. The other one I've been playing lately is Moe cross Oh, You've no, no, God. no. Go so ahead and Google no, it. No. Google it at work. And no.
1: That's my record. Okay, goodbye everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much for playing. We love at you. At David Robots,
2: you. at Susan R and at H on Agnello, at continue pod, continue, or patreon.com slash continue podcast. That's all the stuff you need to know. Follow that. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, we'll see you next year, folks. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you so much. We love
0: you. Bye-bye. Go eat tacos.